how is this out and about? Thought I'd see if anybody wants to play some round ball. You're listening to the Bet Slippin' Podcast Daily NBA Show. Featuring Jeff Clark from USA Today Sportsbook Wire. What up, homies? Thanks for streaming today's Bet Slippin' Podcast. It's a daily NBA show recording Tuesday, March 29th. And man, I got bruised up when I last talked to you. I went 0-5 this past Friday, uh, the last Bet Slippin' Podcast NBA show that I recorded. And it was definitely my worst sports betting night uh, probably of my life. I, I actually, it was it was brutal. I, uh, I just got smacked in the face by the NBA. 0-5, trending in the wrong direction to end this month. I'm still 31-30 and 30 in March. Finished last week 7-11. and 11, And since I started this podcast, I'm 96-77. and 77. But uh, I've learned good bankroll management over my years of sports betting. Hopefully you have as well. Um, I lost some units, lost some money, uh, but I'm eager to make it back, and I'm pretty fired up to make it back. I had a pretty good weekend um, through my uh, with my my sports or my NBA handicaps that I published at sportsbookwire.usa.com, which you could read there, um, and had some you know made some of the money back, but still um, was definitely in the red last week and just had an abysmal showing on Friday. So I'm eager. To jump back into things, I have three best bets in the uh, five-game slate that's in the NBA tonight. My three best bets are the Detroit Pistons plus thirteen and a half as they uh, play the Brooklyn Nets, and then I'm going with the Los Angeles Lakers visiting the Dallas Mavericks. I'm taking eleven and a half points with the Los Angeles Lakers. I might probably going to sprinkle on both money lines because since they're just so fat, so juicy. Um, but I'm uh, I'm definitely taking the points with both the Pistons, which is plus 13.5 visiting the Brooklyn Nets, and the Los Angeles Lakers, plus 11.5. So uh, my third best bet on the uh, Tuesday cl- slate is the Los Angeles Clippers. I'm going to grab 1.5 points with them um, playing the Utah Jazz. I'm actually going to be at that game tonight, um, so I'm excited to see that, and it's pros- possibly the return of Paul George. Uh, he's listed on the injury report for the Los Angeles Clippers as questionable. Um, a couple of my Clipper homies expect him to come back, and whether he comes back tonight or soon, um, the Clippers are going to be much better off with Paul George in the lineup. Um, the odds that I uh, have provided you are, are uh, according to our sponsor, Typico Sportsbook. They're a global sports betting leader that's now live in New Jersey and Colorado. You can make your favorite sports more interesting with their fast and easy mobile sportsbook app. New users from this podcast can get a welcome bonus at usatodaybet.com slash podcast. That's usatodaybet.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions do apply. You must be 21 or older to game, so please see Typico's website for details. And if you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER for New Jersey and 1-800-522-4700 for Colorado. So let's get into the handicaps of these games. First one is a oh, – first off, let me start off with the uh, the Milwaukee Bucks at the Philadelphia 76ers, which I don't have an official play on. I lean to the Bucks because, as you know, April's approaching, and that's when uh, Doc Rivers, Joel Embiid, and James Harden all start to regress and start to struggle when the, when the playoff times and – um, big games start to happen. Uh, both teams are at full strength, and I just have the Bucks power ranked ahead of the Philadelphia 76ers. And by considerable margin, considering um, 
um, given that that James Harden was recently added to the Philadelphia 76ers and um, Joel Embiid is one of the MVP favorites. So uh, the Philadelphia 76ers effectively have two MVP caliber guys on their roster, so they think. So um, I'm not uh, um, I'm not really as dialed into this Philadelphia 76ers team as I would like to be. Um, I've I've actually lost. I think more money than I've uh, than I've won betting Sixers games one way or the other, and I feel pretty much similar about the Bucks as well. I mean, if I'm being honest with myself, I'm not uh, haven't been very profitable in Bucks games, so I'm going to stay away from that game. But um, it is, I think, the biggest game. It is the biggest game on today's slate, so I have a lean towards the Bucks. But my three best bets, I'll start with the. Um, the Los Angeles Lakers visiting the Dallas Mavericks. They're getting 11.5 points. Um, it was announced that LeBron James will most likely be sidelined for this game. He's listed as doubtful. Um, and also, um, actually, Anthony Davis was upgraded from out to doubtful. So Anthony Davis is gear- getting near uh, full health and, and might be making his return before the end of the regular season. But um, I'm, I'm essentially going with the Lakers because everyone's too scared to bet them. Um, it's going to be a Russell Westbrook game. He's going to get a, a bunch of usage with AD and LeBron James out of the game. And I just don't think this Mavs team is 11.5 points better than the Lakers with um, with with Russ Westbrook running the show. I mean, Westbrook untethered is better than Russ, Russell Westbrook with LeBron James. Like we've seen, it clearly doesn't work. Russell Westbrook doesn't play off the ball well enough to fit with LeBron James, and they on the court together just don't work. Russell Westbrook is a low-efficiency, high-usage player, right? He needs the ball in his hand a lot to get production, but uh, typically his teams have winning records when um, when Russell Westbrook is a leader, and I think he's going to do enough to be able to drag L.A. into making this a competitive game. Now, Granted, Westbrook, a Westbrook-led team isn't ideal for a full season, but again, I think his effort game in, game out, and this being a regular season tilt, um, just gives, just makes the Lakers plus eleven and a half too too big of a spread to pass up on. And also, the Lakers need this game more than the, the Mavericks. The Lakers are in a dogfight for the tenth and final seed in the West. They're only a half game ahead of the San Antonio Spurs. Um, whereas the Mavericks are in fourth place, and I don't think they're in real jeopardy of slipping into the play-in uh, tournament, so they're pretty nestled there in that mid-tier in the West. Um, and 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 Russ likes to attack the rim, right? He's a very um, uh, aggressive basketball player, at least when he's playing well and not settling for outside jump shots. Uh, and Dallas's defense is vulnerable at the rim. They're only 21st in defensive field goal percentage at a shot attempts at the rim. So maybe Russ can attack the basket, uh, get some easy looks or finishes at the rim, maybe get Dallas into foul trouble. And if and if Russ is getting into the paint and getting at the rim, it's going to free up looks for Carmelo Anthony and Malik Monk. And, and I just think this number's too fat um, for... Um, Russell Westbrook, a lead team, him crashing the glass, and and possibly just the Lakers having a few three-point shooters get hot. I think they can cover this number, so I'll take the Lakers plus 11.5 as uh, one of my three best bets. Uh, my, my second best bet, I'm going to take the Detroit Pistons at 
the Brooklyn Nets. I got to be honest, this does feel a tad square. Uh, the Pistons were one of my five losers. I went 0-5 Friday. I laid 4.5 with them at home versus the Washington Wizards. They lost 197, but Detroit, it, that was a stupid bet by me. Granted, I mean, I, I stand by my analysis and something that I like to say half in joke uh, or half in jest, half in truth is um, I don't have bad handicaps. Players let me down. Um, I, that the, the Detroit Pistons loss that I took on Friday uh, probably was a bad uh, bad handicap, if I'm being honest. Detroit's just much better as an underdog. They're 15-1 and one against the number in their last 16 as an underdog. They're 8-0 and oh against the number in their last eight versus winning teams. And Brooklyn has just been terrible as a home favorite. They continue to drop games at home and underperform games at home. We saw them lose this past weekend to the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, they lost outright, and I believe they're eight and a half point favorites. It was Kyrie Irving's first game at Barclays Center in Brooklyn this year after the New York City mayor lifted the the COVID um, vaccine mandate. And Brooklyn is an NBA worst of four twenty two and one against the number as a home favorite this year. They have a minus eight and a half point um, eight and a half point ATS differential in those spots. They're four and ten against the number at home versus losing teams. And I mean, what are we seventy plus games into this? Like Brooklyn underperforms at home. We just, I mean, that almost can be. Uh, I, I guess penciled in would be the 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 expression. Perhaps uh, maybe I'm botching the expression. Point is, Brooklyn has been costly for backers when you take them at home. And this could be a look-ahead spot for the Nets. They're playing the Milwaukee Bucks um, on Thursday, I believe. Their next game is the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, They're probably not thinking much of the Pistons, even though Kevin Durant is a basketball-like savant and junkie that he is. I'm sure he's uh, looking at Cade Cunningham and and, and seeing what he likes because Cade Cunningham's played well against the Nets this year, and... um, and he's playing well down the stretch. Kevin Durant has actually played in all three of the Nets-Pistons meetings this year. Uh, the The Nets are 3-0. and I'm going to sprinkle on the money line because it's plus 750, but the Nets are 3-0. They're probably going to win this game. Um, but they're only 1-2 and two against the number. And Again, Kevin Durant's played in all those games. He's averaging like 34 points per game on a better than 50% shooting in those matchups. So... I mean, Kevin Durant's doing his thing, and yet the, the the Pistons have covered two of the last three. I also think we're getting some value because the of the absence or due to the absence of Jeremy Grant, he's Detroit's leading scorer this year, and he was announced that it was announced that he was going to miss the rest of the season with some injury, some maybe tank injury or a legitimate injury. Either way, Jeremy Grant's not going to be in there. Um, but the, the the Detroit Pistons only score like 1.4 fewer points per 100 possessions when Grant is off the floor. And I think Cade Cunningham, Sadiq Bey, Marvin Bagley can make up for Jeremy Grant's production. He's not having a lot of impact on wins and losses, Jeremy Grant. But um, I think those players can make up for his production. And um, I, I kind of like the balance of vets and, and, and kids at the Pistons. They have Corey Joseph playing the, the, the starting point guard role in the backcourt with Cade Cunningham. He's a, a, a KG solid veteran who's 
more of a bench player, but still, he's he's a solid veteran. And they have Kelly Olenek coming off the bat, bench, who's a stretch four that can space the floor and hit outside jump shots and actually has a lot of offensive skills. So I think the Pistons can keep this close. I'm going to sprinkle on the money line. I, it is almost like a shockingly big number, I'll say that. But I'm going to take it. I'll take the the Pistons plus 13 and a half. And then the final game that um, I'm actually going to be at tonight, I'm taking the Clippers plus one and a half points. It could be the return of, uh, of Paul George, but I just feel like this is a trap line. Um, I didn't know who the trap was being laid for when I saw it because I'm really high in the Clippers. I have future tickets on the Clippers to win the West. So if Paul George and Kawhi Leonard come back, I don't know. I'm liking my position. Um, just you know, obviously, I'm hoping the Clippers don't get the Phoenix Suns in the first round. But either way, if I get Kawhi Leonard and Paul George back, um, I have a couple of, like fat tickets and the Clippers to win the West. Um, but uh, the and and both these teams I actually lost with on this past Friday. Um, I lost with the Jazz laying three and a half at the Charlotte Hornets, and I lost with the Clippers plus five and a half hosting the 76ers. 76ers beat the crap out of them um but I, I continue to insist that the utah jazz are frauds um they they don't get up for big games and this is a game that's that's uh, a prime time game it's on tnt and it's priced at nearly a pick and um a vast majority of the money according to pregame.com vegas insider uh, is on the utah jazz um, I thought that people would be taking the Clippers and the return of Paul George, but the market isn't reacting that way, at least not at the time of me recording this, which is around 1045 Pacific Standard Time. Um, so, I mean, the Clippers are um, up, uh, um, um, uh, a team that we can we can take the points at home, only one and a half, but they're a, a home underdog that the, that the public is undervaluing here and just we we have not seen the jazz playing their best basketball as of late um over the past two weeks the jazz are hold on let me pull it up right now the utah jazz over the past two weeks are three and four straight up they have a minus 1.4 ats differential and this game is getting priced as a pick like i said earlier well the clippers are a lot better in um clutch clutch situations which is defined by games within a five point margin inside of five minutes to play uh, clippers have a f- uh, the fifth best net net rating in those spots and have a 22 and 17 straight up record the jazz are 16 and 20 in clutch games the 14th best net rating so if this is going to be a tight game i'll take ty Lu um at home over the Utah Jazz, and again, Utah Jazz are only two and five as a one to two and a half point favorite. So this isn't even a very good price point for them. I'll take the Clippers and what I think is a trap line. I mean, all the money is coming in on the Jazz, and this 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 line hasn't budged. Jazz opened as one and a half point favorites; they're staying at one and a half points. And I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Clippers plus one and a half as my third and final best bet, adding that to the. Pistons plus 13.5 against the Brooklyn Nets. Then the Los Angeles Lakers plus 11.5 against the Dallas Mavericks. Once again, please, um, if you're in Colorado and New Jersey, check out Tipico Sportsbook. Otherwise, shop around for the best numbers. Do your own homework. Um, Always check for the most up-to-date injury reports. And best of luck whether you fade or follow me. Let's get this money back. I had a terrible Friday, but I've been killing it this past weekend. I'm going to... 
I'm going to get back in the winning column. Let's let's get this money. Peace out. Thought I'd see if anybody wanted to play some round ball. You're listening to the Bet Slippin' Podcast Daily NBA Show featuring Jeff Clark from USA Today Sportsbook Wire.